but it's also an opportunity to create that, that experience. experience. <laughs> and then, um, hey, I'm walking around your car, and I, hey, Jason, I noticed your headlights are really foggy, and you have a bulb out. Should yeah. we get that done as well for you today? Because yeah. I know you just said you want your tires changed. But, um, oh, do you want us to book this in for, like, it's an opportunity to pre-sell. So the check-in is becoming a huge opportunity from a sales focus and sure. experience with the customer. And then, you know, we're steering back communication with the customer and how do we reduce steps for that service advisor? Because they're rocked. They're busy. Yeah. Um, they don't have an extra second. They're running a million miles a minute. So how do we make them more efficient at their job, cut down time, reduce wasted phone calls? Yep. And what does all feedback to Hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? It's Jason Harris here with uh, Strategy with Jason. Today, I get to talk to a buddy of mine, Cole Hicks with AutoServe One. What's going on, Cole? Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me. Good seeing you. Yeah, it's good seeing Loving you, Loving the man. tie, as always. Yeah. Did you show them the glasses? No, I haven't. Here, you guys, pass the glasses, glasses over. Here, guys, I got sh- to show you these things real quick. You'll we'll never out. see Jason again without these glasses, by the way. This... Is that, is that not awesome or what? <laughs> For everyone out there that can't see what I'm doing right now, I am wearing a pair of perfectly designed orange Ray-Ban style sunglasses that fit the rest of my decor very, very well. They match the shoes. If anyone knows Jason and oh, yeah, the orange shoes. It doesn't matter. We were at a formal <laughs> event, black tie, you wore orange shoes. Almost got us all kicked out because of it. You know what, actually, the last auto show, they actually gave me a hard time for it. They're kind of like, uh, I'm like, eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going like shock value, right? I know, exactly, right? Well, cool again. Thanks so much, man, for coming to Jam with hey, me. No problem. Um, you know, we're here, we're, right now we're here at the Ace Expo in Niagara Falls and yeah, just got kicked super off. Super excited to be here. This yeah, is, dude, this is, it's, look, this is cool, cool setup. I mean, I actually like this over last year. I think it's got a nice, better flow to it where it is. I've been in this event for the last few years in a row, and I think it's one of the best Canadian events that we have at the moment. Um, content's good. Uh, we see a lot of clients being dealers and people from the auto space. Mm-hmm. Um, and the volume, not to mention it's a fun place to have it. it it's almost a mini NADA. I don't want to say it's a NADA because, well, NADA's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, Niagara puts a nice venue. Everyone has a good social event afterwards. So it's a good place for it. No, no, no. It is. It is. It's real cool. So, man, I wanted to grab you because we haven't had a chance to kind of jam yet. Sure. I love what you, guys are, what you guys are doing over there in the service department. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just... You know, I have such a passion for wanting to elevate both the online experience yep. and the user experience within the dealership. I have a tendency of kind of focusing on the sales side of the user experience because I think it's so far behind. But, you know, we got talking a little earlier, dude, the service side. Like, I mean, you're right. Shit had changed in a long time. Well, you know, so a little bit of my background, being in the auto space, really, I've been in the Canadian auto finance space for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, in dealerships for over 16, specialized in finance, non-crime, then worked with DealerTrack for seven years. So that's really my comfort zone. Uh, when this company approached me and showed me a tool that creates an experience and service, don't use the front end, the variable, and we got CRMs, we got data mining, we got we just have all the tools, desking, menu. There's not a lot going in the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with that said, I just recently, uh, it was a podcast, and I forget whose it was, it's a shame on me, um, but the guy pulled up an image of a 1950s uh, playbook. They called it the Ford Service Playbook from the 50s. It was, it was pretty awesome. It was, it was, I don't know where the guy found it from, but the format of how you ran your service department, how you communicated with customers, hasn't changed. So no. literally, we're still doing the same thing as service, and we're expecting the same results in communicating with people the same way we have been for decades. And I don't know about you, but do you even listen to a voicemail anymore? No. In fact, I just read everything. You know, Half like, my staff we, have voicemails that say, please don't leave me a message. Text me if you need to get a hold of me. And I'm like... I have a couple dealers that are the exact same way. I'll call some clients, and like they don't even, the voicemails ain't activated. Like, I, I won't listen to it. I'm not going to respond to it. My mom gives me a hard time for that. Oh, yeah. Because she wants to leave the voicemail. They all, my mom and dad, they're like, you never check. And I'm like, no, nor will I. Um, <laughs> call me again or text me. <laughs> now, there are so many experiences, what I call these little micro elements within that service department, all the way down to just the way we check in a vehicle, yeah. to the way that we uh, set up the, the, the first RO, how we input someone into the system, how the information from the service from the technician gets translated back out to the client. Yep. There are all these little micro elements that create that umbrella of the full experience. What are you guys seeing out right out there right now? What are people changing that not only is it in the benefit of the consumer, but they're also seeing the benefit in themselves just in the bottom line? That's a Big question because there's so many elements to that. Yeah, you know, um, well, I'm, let's start with like the first one. Let's just say just inputting someone into the system, just that first meet and greet kind of. Obviously, we saw companies like X Time, Dealer FX, Auto Point uh, bring out digital scheduling. That's mm-hmm. been around for a while, and that that's um, allowing the customer to book an appointment, and actually find available times within the DMS. Because, you know, dealerships were pretty heavily loaded. Fridays afternoons would never be booked up, but Monday mornings were heavy. So, you know, that's a customer experience to better slot people in. But what's really starting to change is how we meet and greet people. Mm -hmm. Um, The old school kiosks, old school desks, I get out of my car, I walk up, I have to come wait in the lineup. There's six people, yep. And, you know, so that's something that I'm seeing a lot of change. A lot of OEMs, a lot of manufacturers trying to, you know, either introduce tablets in the drive-through, a meet and greet. But, you know, we got to always look at two sides of it. What's the customer experience and what's the benefit for either the staff member? Because if you add steps, I'm a huge reduced steps. Everything sure. I try to do, I try to do it in reduced steps. Um, I'm a competitive shooter. When I do my load development, it's mm-hmm. reduced steps. Yep. When we're shooting in matches, I'm heading down to Ohio for a match soon. And um, it's very stressful. And oh, yeah. you know, we're shooting long distance and fast in what they call precision rifle series, so it's barricades. And, you know, you got to reduce the amount of steps because you'll never hit your target. You'll never um, make it in time. You'll run out of speed. So I think that's a big part of what we need to do with any software platforms. You know, when we introduce them to a staff member is how can we reduce steps without affecting the customer? Because sure. my problem is that their problem so I'm trying to introduce things that, hey, we're going to speed you up, we're going to help you communicate better, we're going to obviously help you sell more, but this isn't going to make it harder for you to do, 
no. but there's also a benefit. And that's, so that's your internal, right? Well, we're, we're moving friction. And yeah. for the consumers, the, the fewer steps that we have, right, yep. the less lulls or mountains or valleys that we have in between those steps, right, it just feels more frictionless. It's smooth. It's a nice linear process versus having these ups and downs. Well, you know, we talk about processes. Mm -hmm. um, what's the definition or reason of a process to reduce error? to create a repeatable yeah. process that reduces error and has uh, repeatable results. So once again, we're trying to create things internally in the shops that help speed them up, mm -hmm. help them be more efficient, and obviously help them have a better experience for the customer. But then we go to the customer side. How do we introduce a better experience? You know, dealerships have not the wonderful reputation of trust. nice way of saying it? Well, let's say the service department. There's a lot of... There's a lot of stereotypes around the service department. Sure. Right? Uh, trust is one of them. Price is another. You know, there's still that stereotype out there that you know dealership service departments are more expensive than Mr. Lubes, and we all know it ain't true. I mean, the analytics are there. It's very, very, very simple, and simple. But there's still this consumer's perception, right? So how do we alter through our process? And I know there's so many things. So we could, and this could be a whole. Yeah, no, we we're should. already taking like we, three tangents we, here. We, we should, we should actually, I'm thinking about that, but we, we definitely, we're gonna have to stretch this to a longer piece, meaning we're gonna have to get together and jam for a while. But I'm saying like, what would you say the top three things? That's actually a good way. What would be the top three things a dealership can do within their processes or change some of the processes that will bring, that can alter that perception, that customer's perception that we're too expensive and that you know, we're not trustworthy. Right. Once communication with your end customer, you know, voicemails mm -hmm. are a dying, dying breed. Sure, that's a great um, example. Text messaging, uh, emails, what, emails have an open rate of what, 10% now? Uh, 10 to 20% in some cases. Yeah, yeah text exactly. messages are still about 70 plus. Yep. And voicemails, we were just talking about this a minute ago, um, half the people I work with have a voicemail that says, please don't leave me a message, text me instead. Exactly. So number one is how do you communicate with your end customer? And if you're not introducing text messaging, that's one thing. Um, two, photos and videos. If yeah. in that communication you're proving to a customer to allow them to make an educated decision, you just reduce the trust factor out of it. Mm, um, okay. So one. actually, let's, let's, let's deep dive into that a little bit. So sure. communication... Yeah. Um, so text messaging communication. Like what, what examples? What kind of example of texts? Well, this is shameless plug, but auto serve. Um, that's why I'm opening it up there. I'm, I'm giving you. I'm giving you an opportunity here. Use it. Okay. So, you know, if I were to quickly describe what we do, uh, we replace the um, the clipboard MPI okay. with a tablet, allowing the technician to document what's wrong with the vehicle quick and it. easy with photos and videos. So as I'm running through the red, green, amber, red, green, amber, cause correction, and there's a busted part, we take a quick photo of it. Now when we communicate with the customer, we actually become a sales or communication tool for the service advisor. Yep. So once again, we're reducing steps, we're increasing efficiency, um, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to send you something a la carte. Yep. So here, Jason, here's what's wrong with your car, here's what we learned about your car today, what are you comfortable doing? Well, you're, you're educating through transparency. Absolutely. All right, that, those uh, those pictures and video or just pictures? Okay, I thought so. I was not sure. Those, those, I know. That's, um, yeah. <laughs> those, picture, those pictures and those videos bring transparency, but also sure. educating them. And does it really feel like much of a sell at that point? Or is it, it, it just in that, that process of communication is more of just... I don't think so. Yeah. I, you know, I, I had a conversation with someone yesterday and I said, um, go to your doctor and he says, I think you have a broken leg. 
or he shows you an x-ray and says, you have a broken leg. Which one are you more certain that you're going to take action on? Yeah. So creating trust by proof. It's an old school show and tell. Um, back in the day, right, our dads went into the dealership. Joey took them out back and said, hey, Ken, here's your busted brake pad. We yep. should fix that today. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's broken. I should get that done. Well, we're introducing a digital platform that does the same thing. It's a show and tell via text messaging. So once again, how do we drive efficiencies in the shop by reducing steps and make people more efficient at their job? But ultimately, what's the experience we're offering the customer? Because experiences, I think that's how we all spend money, right? I'm, 100%. I'm a little frugal until it's an experience. Yes. You know, then, then, then we, don't, we don't have a problem paying for experiences. No. We really don't. Yeah. So service is no different. Yeah. Sales, we create wonderful experiences. We have balloons. We have shiny cars. We have bright lights, shiny floors, pop the hoods. We do weekend sales, creating experiences. Yeah. A test drive is an experience. Sure. Trial closes on a test drive. Or, you know... How's this going to fit in your driveway, Jason? You know, mm -hmm. service, we don't introduce a lot of that experience. I think, I think you know, circle back where we started a long time ago in this conversation. What are the top three things? I think if a dealership can create an experience and service, yep. um, if they can communicate better with the customer and create a trusting communication. Communication, I think, is a big thing that we have to change. That's thing, that has not changed. Yeah. I mean, the problem with the service department is that there's a wall. Right. My car disappears into this abyss, and I have no idea what the hell happens on yeah. the other side of that wall, you know, and, and some, some, for most dealerships, right? You know, there's not a glass, you can't see into it, right? And you're not 100% sure what the hell the technician's actually doing. What your guys' system allows, allows the dealership to do is to bring that communication, educate them in a very transparent way. You know, those first two things we talked about were consumer-facing, right? Yep. Um, service advisors are really the unsung hero. Yeah, that is a tough job. Oh, it is. They they handle more volume, Front more line. complete, generate more profit than your top salespeople. Yeah, if you've ever seen a statement, you've you've been in dealerships a long time yep. too. Um, an average service advisor can generate two, three times the monthly gross of the your top sales guy. Yeah, you're hundred percent right, and not only that, but they are so forward facing. They are going to interact and engage with face-to-face -face with more clients than my salespeople will ever in a month it will ever do in a month so they have to really kind of represent my brand and I think we could probably agree with this there are some great service advisors out oh, there wonderful. and then there are some ones that just woke up on the wrong side of the bed or sure, took the grouchy tired, path right you know they're just yeah but but those that's your first one that's yeah but look very at the first volume one. right your average salesperson if they see two people a day we're okay no, with no, that no. traffic now. Your service a dealership advisor, would see me, a sales side. You might see three hundred people through yeah. a month. Okay, sure. But you could write almost three thousand ROs. Oh, medium-sized stores doing sixty to seventy ROs a day. Yeah. Um, with typically the size stores has what two service advisors outside, maybe three. Yeah. So we're talking 20, 20 opportunities a day. Yeah. So. You know, experience, the check-in, we talked about the check-in. A lot of stores are doing a great job of the check-in. The check-in also becomes an opportunity to pre-sell. So those stores, you know, we, <laughs> we digress, right? Um, you know, the check-in, I think that's a big opportunity within dealerships is because it's an opportunity to do a walk-around. You actually get to protect yourself as your store with the digital check-in. You, you document scratches, you document dents. It's a loss prevention side of it where... 
it's full transparency. Customer's not going to come back in a week and say, hey, you ruined my $400 rim. But it's also an opportunity to create that, that experience. experience. <laughs> and then, um, hey, I'm walking around your car and I, hey, Jason, I noticed your headlights are really foggy and you have a bulb out. Should yeah. we get that done as well for you today? Because yeah. I know you just said you want your tires changed. But, um, oh, do you want us to book this in for, like, it's an opportunity to pre-sell. So the check-in is becoming a huge opportunity from a sales focus and sure. experience with the customer. And then, you know, we're steering back communication with the customer and how do we reduce steps for that service advisor? Because they're rocked. They're busy. Yeah. Um, they don't have an extra second. They're running a million miles a minute. So how do we make them more efficient at their job, cut down time, Reduce wasted phone calls. Yep. And what does all feed back to the customer? And then the customer feeds back to profit. Well, so, you, you're creating a loop, right? Sure you are. So, and we're saying, guys, here kind of, you know, the three things that we're really kind of talking about here is creating that experience, yep. all right, enhancing your communication efforts between you and the dealership, and, and, and really cutting down in the, the steps that we have. Efficiency. Right? Um, this is a win win for everyone. But I think when we start with that first one, that experience, yeah. is, and I think this is where a lot of people kind of struggle with, because is they'll look at tools, and there's a lot of service tools out there. There's a lot there's of products a lot of tools, out there. Yeah. But a tool is only as good as how well someone in, as an individual uses it, yeah. right? So when you're defining that first step, and here's the best advice I can give you guys, is that that experience really define what your goal is going to be, yeah. and let that goal kind of give direction to the experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that goal is to increase your CP, your CP per work order, or if your goal is to increase just total ROs, or your goal is to increase your CSI, or whatever that goal is, let that goal give direction to the experience. Well, it's like uh, Tony Robbins, right? You can't measure what you can't, or you can't. What am I trying to say? No, no, I know what you're saying. Can't manage what you can't measure. Exactly. Well, and that's that's the key too, right? Yeah. If we if we don't have a goal in place, then we end up creating experience for the sake of an experience. And then we do in communication for the sake of doing communication. Well, run down as a tactician, right? What's the goal? What's the plan? What's the actions? What's the milestones to hit and measure during those actions? Yep. And then hopefully you have a result, right? Well, and that's what I say. I think what it is is when dealerships hear the word experience, and this is just coming from you know, being a dealer principal myself, was I hear the word experience and all I see is dollar signs, cha-ching, cha-ching. That's, that's what I hear when a vendor, really? when a, when a, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, a lot of, a lot of dealerships out there, they, when they hear vendors use the word experience, all they hear in the back of their head is this is going to cost me money. Interesting. But I hadn't thought of it that way, to be honest. Well, and it's just—it's not necessarily the vendor's fault, and it's not necessarily the yeah. dealership's fault. It's just as a dealer principal, you're always concerned about that bottom line. Well, I know it's a challenge too to get people to get staff to do things repeatedly, mm -hmm. and you know, a to get staff to change a process, right? Change management, yeah, and then um, to get them to keep on doing it after the honeymoon of the product is over. Yeah. How many times have we seen CR? All of it, right? Yeah. I've sold a lot of software into dealerships that don't get them on board in the first 90 days. You don't see results. You don't see that. If there's challenges, the staff just won't ever do it again. How do you get people to continuously use a product? So once again, it has to have value for the user. So is it making me money, saving me time, making my life easier, making this job easier? Yep. Does it make my life easier at the same time? Does it offer an experience for the customer? And are those two coming together, meaning a profit for the dealer? 
Well, and see, that if we don't find, define what those goals are, yep. then as we go along, we don't have a measurement against those goals. So that's why that's where I see tools and products end up falling apart. Yeah, is because you know the, it's a good idea. I hate good ideas. Do you know what I mean? Good ideas don't have roots. Good ideas have a tendency of kind of floating around, and then we hug on to them, and and then because we didn't define a goal out, we can't give a proper ROI to the good idea, and then the good idea falls apart. Unfortunately, I feel like a lot of dealerships will get into a product like yours guys is, and Azuz is a great product, but that tool, it's just, it's like, oh, that's a great idea. But if we don't define what the goal is, then we can't measure towards it and say, not only is it a good idea, but look what it's freaking doing for you. Well, it has to be driven by someone too, right? Yeah, you got you got to have someone that, yeah. that you have to because that's you have to have someone that owns the goal. Yeah. That's literally see what it is is here's what I've seen dealerships will go as far as defining the goal, but then not necessarily um, indicating who's going to be in charge of meeting that goal. It's like, but it's, it's like, here's, hey team, here it is. You know, and we're being a little tough on dealerships right now. And there's some wonderful dealerships out there and some amazing operators. There are ones that execute this and you see it in their, you see oh, it in their they, they, There's some guys out there that run a beautiful store. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy business. No, it's not. I mean, look, did you just have fun? I did. Um, <laughs> I did. Wow, um, guys. It's <laughs> only 7 a.m. and he's already doing it. Um, <laughs> Um, but but it, it, it isn't, and it's high volume, and it's the, retail. The volume's there. Like it's, it's a grind. It is. It, it's a complete grind, and that's why that's why I'm so passionate about goals. Is because we, we have to spend more and more time defining those goals, uh, defining how we're going to measure those goals, and defining who's going to own that crap. Yep. Right. They need to own it. Meaning, I come to one person, say, "Where are we have that goal, boss, for thirty five percent there." That's all I need. To do. You yeah, know? you make a really good point. You know, I'm even inwardly reflecting on how we sell our product. And, you know, we show a lot of value. You know, my sales team, we try to be solution sellers, you know, mm-hmm. discover the pain and offer a solution and something to measure with. But, you know, I'm thinking here, establish the goal. Put the benchmarks in place. Yeah. You know, what is the goal? And what's the goal for the ind- different individuals? Oh, and everyone has a different goal. Totally. And, and their, use, their usage owner. of their tool, the usage of your service is going to vary. Some people are going to own it, yep. and they're going to be a superhero with it. And then there's going to be others that will be so-so with it, and the results are going to be appropriate to it. I think you need fire guy. I did ask for cream, and I got black coffee. Kind of disappointing. I was Josh, you're fired. <laughs> you wanted cream in his coffee. You messed it up. Oh, I didn't hear the cream. I mean, you know, cause it's, cause it's probably because you're so used to me drinking black coffee. That's okay. I've powered through it. I can pull the cream in. Cool, man. This has been great. I, yeah, it's been this fun. has been a lot of fun. You know, I love jamming with you. I've I watch totally... your stuff all the time. Well, I appreciate that. Well, um, I don't really because I'm too busy, but I try to <laughs> if my boss is liar. listening. No. <laughs> I don't actually want to. But, um, I spend so, no time on social media. <laughs> exactly. Um, so if you can, let's we'll recap that. Those the three the three things that we that you think are going to be most beneficial to the dealerships when it comes to to the service department. What were those three things? Well, I, I think number one is communicating with your customers in the way your customers want to be communicated. Mm-hmm. And I don't think voicemails and phone call it's a modern way of communicating. We're we're running too fast. So introduce text messaging. Add photos and videos, uh, help someone make an informed decision. So I think one is communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely experience. 
create an experience that makes me feel comfortable as a consumer at your business, um, and how you create that experience, how you meet and greet me. I would say the third, there's a huge opportunity in the service line. Um, the drive-throughs, or if you don't have a drive-through, the pre-selling, the check-in, the way we, we deal with our customers. You know, we've been saying in the sales department for years, get up, get out of your desk, go meet a customer on the lot. Yep. I think service lane's not much different. I know these people are so busy and I don't want to be top on service advisors, but go meet and greet your customer, do a jitsu check-in, walk around the car. You know, people come in and say, Jason, my car's doing this, I need you to fix that. Mm -hmm. Well, take a few more minutes and do a full inspection on the car and understand what that car's needs are. Because maybe I don't really know that there's also something broken over here and something else is doing this. So one, two, three, right? Experience, communication, and I think the check-in is a huge opportunity for people. No, no, no. And, and guys, I think, I think there's some great advice here from Paul. Um, for anybody out there that would like to learn a little bit more about what you guys do, where's the best way to find out? Uh, so, autoserve one number one dot com. We got a great website. Um, you can always find me on LinkedIn, Cole uh, Hicks, um, or you can call me at seven five eight nine six five eight one six. Actually, I love it when people put their phone numbers out there. So don't worry. I know you looked at me like, should I be doing this? Absolutely. Right, We're no, gonna put that, that in big caps. We're saying for a good time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Oh, cool. Editing. <laughs> Editing. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Again, thank you so much for your time. No, I appreciate, appreciate you being here. It was cool. We're definitely going to have to do this again. All right.